be speaking on positioning to receive or position to receive position to receive position to receive very important let's bow and pray father we thank you for your word the entrance of your word should bring light and understanding i pray that you cause us to be positioned to receive what you are about to do in our lives as a church amen one of the fruitful ways to be to be able to receive one of the ways to be fruitful is to is to know how to receive ministry many a times you could be in the midst of a meeting where god is releasing so much for you to receive but you could be very oblivious to what is happening because it's very very important that we position ourselves to receive now i want you to know that there are particular seasons that God releases certain things upon churches. And uh, you must be able to discern those seasons. For me, in my life, I sometimes, I do what we call the normal fasting we do, which I, we all fast and pray. Then there are times to get out of town to a, just a secluded area to pray. But one of the major ways I have received from God is not in those spaces. Though I receive in those, but the places I've received dramatic change in my life and ministry is in meetings. It's in meetings. I know pastors, some pastors that are going and waited for God for 40 days and I came back, my ministry changed. For me, it doesn't work that way. And most people, it is in meetings that things trigger because in the meetings like this, there's a culmination of graces and anointing. The last, uh, today is the seventh day, we've been fasting and praying. So we are praying towards the conference. We're going to pray in the whole of this week. So by the time we start Sunday, there is a culmination of anointing. The men of God who are coming are also coming with their grace. And now, one of the ways God releases people into the next level is to bring you a man of God. So God will send his servants our way. God will send his men of God into our path. And I believe that we are coming into a, a season of fruitfulness and not only that, but other things which we are going to see God do in our lives. So as a church, we must be poised to receive what God is doing. So conferences are very exciting and conferences are very nice, but atmosphere of conferences are very different. I have noticed that the conference atmosphere is always different from a normal atmosphere. And it's very important that we take advantage of it. So what do we do? Number one, descend the times and season. Number one, descend the times and seasons. I'm just going to deal with one scripture. Jeremiah chapter 8 verse 7. NIV version. Jeremiah chapter 8 verse 7. That text, I'll look at it in the NIV. It says here that, even the stock in the heavens know her appointed times. The turtle dove, the swift, and the swallow. They observe their time of migration. But my people don't know the requirement of the law. So it says here that the stock in the, in the skies knows her appointed seasons. The dove, the swift, the trash observe their time of migration. They observe their time of migration. If you have followed me on my prophetic destiny book, those are one of the key things I dealt with. There are seasons that God migrates people from the old into the new. And migration is moving from 
a place to another. So I think migration makes you understand more. People migrate, people migrate out of Ghana into the next nation or maybe America or whatever it is, Canada and whatever it is. So it says that these birds, they are migratory birds. And what happens is that when the season comes for them to, to move to a, a warmer climate, they move. Now it's very warm in West Africa, but somewhere like April, they become cold in, in, in Kenya, Southern Africa, Central Africa. What happened? When bears over there want to reproduce themselves because they need to lay eggs and, and incubate and hatch, they move towards warmer climates. So one, one thing God has done is that he has not created one weather across the globe. When it is warm here, it is cold. And when it is cold, it is warm here. It's to bring a balance and also to allow animals. So any time that these bears, which are migratory bears, have to reproduce themselves and go to the next level, they migrate towards warmer climates. And the Bible is saying that these bears, God has built them in such a way that they have some kind of thermostat or some kind of system they have that when it is cold in the place that they cannot produce them reproduce themselves to the next level they migrate towards warmer climate and the bible says that but my people don't know the requirement of the law one of the challenges of life is that we are the number one creation of god but when god wants to move us we can be stuck in the old and anything that has no move is a monument that's why some people they can only refer to the past and I want to tell you that in seasons of this nature, I want you to position yourself very well. So you must understand the times and the season. Number two, you must receive the man of God. Matthew chapter 10, verse 40 to 42. All the speakers who are going to speak have been here before. But you must be very careful how you receive them. Matthew chapter 10, verse 40 to 42. He who receives me receives he who receives you receives me. He who receives me receives him who sent me. He who receives a prophet in the name of the prophet shall receive the prophet's reward. He who receives the name, the righteous man, in the name of the righteous man shall receive the righteous man's reward. And, what, and whoever gives one of these little ones a cup of water in the name of, in the, name of the disciple, assuredly I say to you, shall by no means lose his reward. One of the things I want you to know is that God puts his ministry gifts into men. That's why Ephesians said that he gave gifts into men. So God, men of God are gifts. You are also a gift, but men of God are gifts. Men of God are gifts. So, I'm a gift to you. Let me be very blunt to you. I'm a gift to you. Pastor Emmett is a gift to you. And it's very important that you understand and many people sometimes reject the gift. A gift is given to you to take for free. And you must understand. So God is the Bible says, He will receive the prophet in the name of the prophet. What is the name of the what is the one who receives the name? The one who receives a prophet's reward is that a prophet's grace is to bring to pass everything that God has spoken to you. One grace about the prophetic is that it ushers you into what God has prepared for you. The prophetic is not supposed to put fear in you that I see you in a coffin. Wrong. A genuine prophetic gift brings you into the season God has ordained for you. When you look at the life of how Saul met Samuel, Saul didn't know that he's going to meet 
be the first king of Israel. But when he met Samuel, Samuel told him, is it not you that the whole Israel is waiting for? He said, I'm from the smallest tribe. He said, go with me, but tomorrow I'll tell you what will happen. And everything that Saul told him, and Samuel told him, came to pass within that season. So one of the amazing gifts of the prophetic is to usher you into your season. The gift of a righteous man is that the Bible said the prayer of a righteous man availed much. What happens is that the gift of the righteous man brings to pass every prayer you have prayed. So God will send you a prophet. God will send you a man. God will send you somebody who will speak. And I know I want you to know that Apostle Dola has been here. Bishop James has been here. Dr. Ataba has been here. I think so far this is maybe the fourth time we are hosting him since we started the church. These are people we listen to every day, but we must not approach it that, that way. That is why one of the things I do as a pastor is that when I invite a man of God, I am not inviting the man of God for my the congregation. I invite for the man of God for myself first. I'm the first recipient. I know pastors that when you go and preach in their church, let me be very frank. It's as if they invited you to come and just preach to the church. They are minding their business. I went to preach somewhere with modesty. When they introduced me, the two men of God had left me alone in the, in the pulpit. I'll never step in that church again. Because they don't value what was sent. That's why when a man of God is coming here, we do everything to make him very comfortable. Because it's very critical. And you must be very careful that when men of God are around you, and even me, I am your pastor, but I am not just your pastor. I'm a gift sent to you. The father can give you a high five. That's not me. The pastor is my, is my friend. I'm not saying that you don't respect me, but you must know the dynamics. And God will send you a man of God. God will send you a prophet. God will send you. And when I say prophet, I am not talking about those who say they are prophets. God, the name prophet is easy. When you see two visions, you are a prophet. You see something small. And I can tell you that if you don't receive, so God will send you men and you must. I was just this morning, whilst we were praying, I remembered the person may not make me share, share the testimony very well, but in one of our conferences, when Bishop Frank was preaching, number one, she called, let me use Adele. Adele is the one I'm talking about. She called Adele and said, something's going to happen in your life that's going to change your life forever. Listen to me very carefully. So he called her and told her. The next one week, she lost her job. Hmm? The beginning of the crisis. The company she was working with said, okay, it's over. Came to me crying and with her, said, God has a plan. Then out of that, she started her business. Listen to me very carefully. Now the company that she were, they were representing in Ghana and Africa has now chosen, I know she doesn't want me to talk about it, has now chosen her as a representative of them. And not only that, Bishop Frank told the other things that she was just sharing with me about two weeks ago, that is all happening in her life now. But Bishop Frank was here about four years or three years ago, when we came here first. You see the distance? So, some of you think that when the man of God speaks today, no, tomorrow, he will, no, 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 no. Sometimes it becomes bad before it becomes good. But I have seen, I'm not, I'm just as an example, her consistency. 
And you see it come to pass. So when the prophet is sent to you, you must be sensitive. And don't take the conference week or the conference for granted. For me, my life has changed tremendously in conferences. Observe protocol and decorum with men of God. Very important. Number three, believe the word spoken. Popular scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20. So they arose in the morning and went to the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehovah Shabbat shoot and said, Hear me, O Judah, inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. Very important. So the prophetic anointing has an ability to move you into dimensions and levels which you cannot go by yourself. That is why in conferences of this nature, our faith levels must go up and we must believe God for anything. So sometimes, one word, one word you will hear, believe. Believe. It may sound spooky. It may sound as if strange. And sometimes it's the same scripture we preach. It's the same scripture they preach. The same scripture we'll be preaching. And you may have to be very, very sensitive. So believe. Tell somebody believe. Very important. Because they'll speak a word. Respond. Connect to the word. Stick with the word. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Number four. Be ready to do. Second book of John. John chapter 2 verse 1 to 6. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. Now, both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they had run out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to his servant, whatever he, t- he asks, he says you to do, do it. Now there were six water pots of stone according to the manner of the purification of the Jews and containing um, 20 or 30 gallons apiece. So what happened is that the woman came to Jesus and said, their wine is finished. Jesus had not started his ministry yet. He has not really launched her. But that was the first miracle. The mother came to place a demand. And one of the amazing things Jesus' mother told the the servants days, that whatever he tells you to do, do. And in services of that nature, we are giving prophetic instructions. We are giving homework to go and do. Whatever they tell you to do, do. It might sound spooky, it might not be right. I'm not saying I go and do strange things, but, and I believe that the men of God we have here are decent men of God. I know somebody, I, can, I don't want to mention people's names somebody's transition from where she was. She was in a dilemma. She's in a very competitive environment. It was one of these conferences that she spoke to me. And in a meeting of this nature, right in front of this altar, she, she obeyed an instruction that moved her from where she was to where she is today. And that is it. So sometimes 
it's just you doing what they tell you to do just do what they tell you to do very very important very very important just do whatever they tell you to do so in services don't be the one who is calculating and all of us have logical minds for me I have a logical mind but when it comes to spiritual things you have to be very sensitive I've been in meetings where Dr. Atama is preaching and as soon as he begins to speak I know this is a prophetic voice this is a prophetic word. I begin to react. I don't stand and say, That your bread. Christ, you'll be here. I will come and pass you. The fifth thing, capture the moment. Anytime you are in a service of that nature, capture the moment. Let me do that quickly. Because we have a lot to do today. Capture the God moment. Genesis 28 verse 10. Now Jacob went out of Bathsheba and went towards Haran. So he came to a certain place and stayed all night. Because the sun had set and took a stone of that place and put it on his head and lay it down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed and behold a ladder was set up on earth and it stopped reached heaven. And there were angels of God ascending and descending. And behold the Lord stood above it and said I'm the God of Abraham, the God of your father Isaac and the God of Isaac, the land which you lie shall give to you and your descendants. And verse 16, and he woke up from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know. And he was afraid. He said, How awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of the Lord. It's the gate of heaven. Verse 18, so Jacob rose up early in the morning and took a stone that he had put at his head and set it up as a pillar and poured oil on it. And he called the name of that place, the, the Bethel, but the name of that city had been loosed previously. Then Jacob made a vow that if you take me in and bring me out, blah, 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 blah. But what happened was that Jacob saw, had an encounter, and in conferences, there are times of encounter. Sometimes the encounter will not come. <laughs> Maybe at the time of intercession, at the time of worship. That's why we don't just put this basket here or whatever here just for granted because in seasons as the anointing moves there's all kinds of things happening in the realm of the spirit in fact the reason why I understood God showed me this thing about sowing what we call revelatory giving and I tell you something giving in church is normal but this is revelatory giving when a moment comes where this you can feel a move in the spirit a shift in the spirit i want to tap into that i want to capture that moment jacob woke up and said no this is the gate of heaven took oil poured it on it and that very day he changed the name of the place i've shared this testimony several times when dr dr Tabo was preaching at our 20th year anniversary i was a junior pastor who just started pastoring three months and i was in a large crowd at the back so all our senior pastors were in front of me. And as he was preaching, he said, the next 20 years of ICGC is going to be divine speed at Independence Square. Listen to me very carefully. As I was standing there, I could just feel, I could, I could see the speed all over me. I could just feel. Do you know what I did? I pushed all over the chest, walked to the altar, broke protocol, ran to the altar, dropped every offering I was carrying. I'm not saying do that here, please. But that moment, 
I knew it was time. And when I did that, something broke over Independence Square. The man began, Dr. Tabe began to scream and prophesy. The fact, it's on record. Three days, time, three days after he called and said, Eric, you changed the atmosphere. Yeah. And from that time, what you see happening in my life didn't just happen. It was a moment I caught. It was a moment I caught. So don't be here and be looking at whose shoe is that. What the, the, the person is, the, the man of God is sweating. The man, uh, that sister is not doing, that sister is wearing something. And that, 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 that. somebody came in, I didn't sit where I'm supposed to sit. Then you come to church. No, 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 no. Capture the moment. Because it's about destiny. It's about your life. I remember very well. I pushed the chairs aside. I brought, and it's not normal. And everybody was watching me. I walked like from here to where the, the, the equipment was. Everybody watching me. I said, and I just, boom. And my life changed forever. It was not me going to Atria Mountains, which some of you like to go. I'm not against Atria Mountain, please. But it was in moments like that, I could just feel the power of God move. And I pray for everyone that I... Can I tell you something? Our 10th anniversary is a takeover anniversary. Some of you, you see, sometimes some things happen and, and I was just thinking about it. Do you know that even this exhibition we are doing here is you bringing your business on the holy ground. Some of you didn't get it. You didn't get it. Yeah. But for me, my prophetic inclination is different. It's very different. You are running the business is different, but you brought it to a holy ground. And this ground is holy. So you are bringing your business in covenant with God. And I tell you, something's about to happen. Some of you are going to take spaces you've never taught. Some of you are going to venture into things. I don't know how it's going to happen, but... It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I pray for everyone that as we enter this week and we fast and from next Sunday we receive the man of God. May something shift over the church. May something shift over the church. May something shift over this house. May something shift over your business. May something shift over your ministry. May something shift over your family. May God cause that which has been dormant to break forth. I see a breaking forth of waters. I decree it and so shall it be. By the prophetic anointing on my life, I usher you into the next level of your ministry, the next level of your life, the next level of the dimensions you carry. In the name of Jesus, and I decree over your life that after this conference, something supernatural is going to trigger in your life. Hallelujah. Somebody give a hand clap. You can't miss this conference. You can't miss it.